I, I want to welcome you to today's edition of The Bradley Hall Show. And I am your host, The Bradley Hall. If you or someone you know has recently discovered through an at-home DNA testing kit that one or both of your biological parents are not who you always thought they were, I want you to know that you are not alone. In fact, there's a very large group of people just like you who have connected and bonded over this unique situation. I happen to be one of them. The group is sponsored by an organization called the NPE Friends Fellowship. If you would like more information on how to join this group, please visit my website, www.thebradleyhall.com and look for the free NPE Resources Kit. Simply submit your email and I will send you an email full of links and resources to help you in your journey, including specific instructions on how to find and join the MPE Friends Fellowship. We look forward to sharing your journey with you. You are listening to part two of my interview with Catherine St. Clair, the founder of the NPE Friends Fellowship. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Bradley Hall Show. I am your host, The Bradley Hall. My guest today doesn't need much of an introduction in the NPE community. She is the founder of the NPE Friends Fellowship. And after her own emotional NPE revelation in 2017, she was driven to create an emotional support group on Facebook and the rapid growth growth of this online community inspired the birth of a non-for-profit organization called the NPE Friends Fellowship. Since 2018, she has appeared on national and international networks, including ABC, NBC, Fox, BBC, and along with me, CBS, as well as numerous publications worldwide sharing her NPE story and raising awareness for the NPE community. Please welcome my friend, Catherine St. Clair. Okay, let's shift gears a little bit. I'd like to talk a little bit okay. more about the NPE Fellowship. Okay. okay. Um, you want to give a brief synopsis of the NPE Fellowship for listeners who may not know what that is? Sure. Um, in the first year of uh, the DNA NPE Friends Facebook group, as it grew rapidly, we began to see more and more of a need for uh, people who had made contact with their surprise biological parent. In most cases, it was the biological father. And they were like, okay, I finally got in touch with him. And he said that he would take the test to, to make sure he doesn't think he's my dad, but he said he'll take the test. But the problem is I don't have money to send him a test and he's not going to pay for one himself and I don't know what to do. So our members were so compassionate and jumped in and said, well, I'll send, I'll buy a test for him. And uh, this happens several times. So we finally decided, you know what, we need to have some sort of a system in place to protect our members from being taken advantage of, to make sure that these people are genuine people and not just somebody that's out looking for a free test. Um, and uh, so I said, well, let's set up a, an organization that can do these grants. And if you want to donate a test to the organization, the organization will then screen these people before we let them have a test. And then we'll pass the test on to really fast into uh, a couple of other things that we're doing now. So we created uh, 
the organization, NPE Friends Fellowship, as a nonprofit, so that people could donate to it uh, to towards tests that we could give out, and also for a travel grant program that has only been used a few times. Um, that, uh, for example, if you find out that you're an NPE and you live in California and your biological father lives in New Jersey and he is 87 years old and his health is rapidly declining and he's about to go into dementia and his family that he uh, has with him has told you, listen, if you want to meet him, you need to come this week because he's declining pretty quick. Well, you've been saving up your money to go visit him in six months, but you don't have that enough money saved yet for that trip. And you know that you need to get to him quickly or you're going to miss the opportunity to meet him. We, uh, our organization will, uh, screen and confirm that this is a valid need. And once we've confirmed that, then we will issue a travel grant, uh, and usually what we've done is we've either made the rental car uh, reservation for somebody who needed to travel 500 miles and they just wanted to rent a car to get there and they already had their accommodation set up but they just couldn't afford a car rental so we rented the car for them uh, another one uh, was getting a plane ticket to, to go meet her, her father and um, we supplemented we couldn't pay for the whole plane ticket but we supplemented and gave her some money towards it um, we are a small organization we don't have deep pockets uh, but we do what we can to help our our members so that they can make contact with their family if they are possibly on their on their deathbed or whatever um, they're not doing well. Um, so it started out to be a travel grant program and a DNA test kit program where we would uh, send out DNA test kits to the prospective parent or prospective sibling if the parent had deceased it was deceased so that uh, they could get confirmation that they are related to each other. Um, we're very proud of, of these programs and we're happy to be able to help our NPEs get the answers that they need. And from there, we have uh, grown into uh, different educational initiatives. We've got uh, some work going on right now to, um, to prepare some uh, videos that we're going to have available uh, for people to watch that are going to be very informative and educational uh, and helpful for uh, NPEs and their families who are struggling with this new discovery. So there's there's a lot of things that we want to do. Um, we've, we've put on a couple of uh, conferences and retreats. Um, we've had a, a couple of daytime seminars. We'd like to be able to do more of that. Um, another thing I'm very proud of is that I have been asked to present at the Eighth World Congress on Family Law and Children's Rights in Singapore. I was supposed to be traveling there in July, but because of the coronavirus, it has been put off for one year. So uh, the goal is I will be going to Singapore in July of 21 to represent the NPE Friends Fellowship and the NPE community and carry our message to the people who are the lawmakers worldwide. They are the, these are the people who are looking for new ideas on things they can do to change laws to protect children and to uh, and to do what's in the best interest of the child. And they have asked me to come. It's usually by invitation only uh, after uh, a, a very lengthy application process to be a speaker at these things. But they reached out to me before they even started taking the applications and said, we want you to apply. So I consider it a huge honor that they want to hear our stories. They want, they want a voice there for us. So um, that's one of the big things I'm planning on doing next year. Wow, what an amazing... What an amazing platform to to raise awareness for this this entire cause. That's that's extremely exciting. 
Very yeah, exciting. So I, I, I have some inside information, so I'm going to kind of direct this in the way I want it to go. Um, okay. You do this of your own free will and accord. You don't, you don't, you don't make a dime off this, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> no. In fact, I think one of the goals I have for the fellowship, once we can get, uh, we've grown so fast, we've grown because of the population of our community. Um, we're having growing pains, obviously. So um, eventually, if we can get somebody in place who is a, uh, a fundraising coordinator that can help us in that in that uh, avenue, because uh, I'm not I'm not an expert on nonprofits. I'm not an expert on anything really, except for keeping people alive. <laughs> but uh, but my goal is to have a full time staff at some point of at least four or five people uh, that can focus all of their energy on the needs of the MPE community. It's it is a, a huge challenge for me. I work full time for the county attorney's office in Montgomery County, Texas. I uh, am also the primary caregiver of my little sister who has severe cerebral palsy and is on life support at home with nurses with her while I work. So um, my my days are pretty full and it's, it's, it's a challenge uh, for me to be able to invest as much time as we need into the the fellowship activities. We also have a wonderful, wonderful uh, volunteer in Rebecca Drumsta who is our public relations director and coordinator. And she's really wears so many different hats, so many more than just that. Um, and she has put in 40, 50, 60 hours a week sometimes um, working on fellowship uh, activities uh, because she's committed to our, our cause. And again, she also has not profited one bit, not a penny from any of this. Um, in fact, it costs you both money really to do this. It's, yes, it's it coming does. out of, uh, of both both of you. It's coming out of your own pockets at times. Yes, it, it does. I, I don't talk a lot about that because in my opinion, I know you don't. That's why I'm talking about it. Well, everybody <laughs> has different. Donate ten percent. You tie it to your church or whatever, or you donate to different organizations, charitable organizations. And to me, I feel like this is my charitable organization that I'm invested in. So, um, and. And I see every single day when I go into the group, I see the healing happening there and it's worth every penny that is spent. It's yeah. worth every penny yeah. to me to see that we are saving lives. The, the reason you, you are, <laughs> you absolutely are. And <clears throat> the reason that I, I brought this up and steered it the way I did is because I, I know that you don't like asking people for money, but I'm going I'm to, I'm going to do it right now. You know, I, I joined the fellowship to, con to contribute that, you know, uh, I bought the membership. I thought I actually had a conversation with Michelle. I said, this is, this is the least I can do because of what, and so I want to challenge, I want to challenge any listeners who have benefited from the group to give back. Uh, there, there are ways. One is to become a member and, and for the annual membership, um, what what is another way? I, I I'm assuming that the the fellowship accepts donations. How how can someone do that? And, and before we give that information, I, I want to I want to hit my point. I I want people who have, have been a part of the organization. I want them to step back. And I, I know anyone that you, I would engage in conversation and talk about the benefits of being a part of, of the group. Everyone responds immediately. They know exactly what I'm talking about. But I don't know that because it's human nature, we get caught up in our lives and we go day to day. 
I don't know how often people think of it. So what I want people to do is to step back and really think about how the group has benefited them. And just the things that we talked about earlier, having, having people to understand, reading other people's stories, being able to, having people comment on, on your posts and, and stories or, or the listeners and, and, and getting feedback and changing the way we think and kind of being this, there's so many dynamics to it that anyone who has gotten something out of it, and I, everyone's financial situation is different. So I don't know what it looks like. I don't care if it's $5. I don't care. Right. I don't care if it's $5,000. I don't care if it's $50,000. Whatever you can afford and however that correlates to what you think you've gotten out of it, please, if you can, give back because you have a lot of things that are going to cost money in the future. That, and and, I, and we've had these discussions. I know that some things haven't moved as quickly because the, the finances aren't there. And, and again, I want to point out that you would never, if you've known that we were going to have this conversation, you probably would have never agreed to it. But I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, I have had this conversation. I'm business-minded. And, and I've had this conversation with my wife. And I just want to encourage people, to, if you can, please contribute and please pay this forward to help other people, there's a lot of things on board. And if you haven't been affected, but you know someone's been affected or you're moved to help, we, we certainly love to have you get involved or, and, and not just monetary, right? I mean, you're looking for, uh, for, for volunteers. volunteers as well. We've, we've had, we, I will say, we've had several people that have come forward who said, uh, you know, I, I specialize in corporate planning and I specialize in uh, funding and, and, and different aspects that, that it would be wonderful to have them volunteer but then for one reason or another it just never happens and i'm not saying it's not it's because of their lackadaisical it's it's also me because of how thin i'm spread but we definitely need to put together a solid team of people who really will seriously and this is something you need to really do a lot of soul searching on if you want to volunteer to to seriously commit to at least one year of so many hours per week um, to um, invest your time as a volunteer and map out a plan on what it is that your goals are for the fellowship, what it is that you feel like the fellowship will benefit from your expertise. Um, that would be an enormous gift to the fellowship in having people who are really seriously willing to roll up their sleeves and work side by side, side by side, other volunteers and our coordinator, Rebecca or me, um, to accomplish the goals that we have. Excellent. All right. Um, we won't beat that to death. I don't want people, you know, <laughs> I, I want them to enjoy this experience, but they, I, I felt it was critical that we, we point that out. And, um, you know, every, every organization needs support and we, we, we need, uh, we need lots of it. So, um, all right, let's, um, I'd like to, I'd like to ask your advice for a few, uh, a few different types of people who, are, who may be listening. Uh, first of all, if, uh, what would you like to say to newly discovered NPs that may be listening? If you just made your discovery in the past few days or past week or so, um, you're still in a state of shock, probably. Um, you are not sure how much to uh, invest your, your time and energy into thoughts about it. You'd probably try to dismiss it and 
think, you know what, I, I don't want to, I don't want to think about that right now because it's too hard, too painful, or you might be obsessing with it. Um, just know that this is definitely very similar to a trauma, like having a car accident, uh, for example, or having a sudden death in the family that was unexpected. This is like a death. Um, you deserve time to retreat and it's really good for you to retreat into yourself and to just don't make any major uh, life-changing decisions uh, during this time. I think that when we are going through such a traumatic event and we are still trying to process what, what just hit us, what just blindsided us, uh, we can make some decisions that later we may regret and go, gosh, I wish I'd waited on that. So I think it's really important uh, not to make any sudden decisions to just pack up and move across country or, or, uh, or quit your job or, or whatever. Uh, it's important or maybe just, or or maybe even confront new family members or old family members right, i mean exactly. just take yeah back. give yourself a great grace period right you, you just need to pause and breathe and and i could not express this strongly enough um find our group go to dna go on facebook and under groups do a search for dna uh npe uh, if you do a search specifically for npe gateway all one word npe is not parent expected gateway do a search for that. That's our screening uh, room where our admins will screen you and put you into the appropriate group. It could be for you. It could be for a parent of an NPE, a sibling of, a, of an NPE, uh, cousin, uh, co-worker. We have a place for anybody who wants to learn and to bring about awareness in the NPE community and to, and to uh, get the tools that you need to heal. But especially for those specifically like us who are the NPEs, it's important that you surround yourself with people who are going to be supportive of you. So if you just made this re realization, get on Facebook, find us, come into our haven of, of it's a sanctuary of peace and support and love and acceptance and compassion. That's what you need right now. And, um, and we can also help you navigate through what actions, if any, you should take based on your particular experience. If, if there's not a sense of urgency, if you don't have a parent that's, you know, dying or whatever, then you need to take a minute and breathe and just, okay, well, let me get, get my feet on the ground again before I take any action. Um, so I think that's the first thing I would say is that you need to be surrounding yourself with people who understand. And another yeah, yeah. point about our group, if I could, Brad, is that um, for somebody who's on the outside looking in that's listening to, to this and wondering about our group, we treat our group very similarly to the way Alcoholics Anonymous treats their organization. Anything that happens in our group stays in our group. No one is allowed to share anything outside the group that is personal, that identifies you, whatever. You're not allowed to do screenshots and share them outside. Um, any, if, if we're ever suspicious of something like that happening, if we ever see any evidence that somebody has done a breach in privacy like that, they would be immediately removed. But the blessing in all of this is in the three years that our group has been together, I've yet to see anybody do any damage of exposing someone else to the public. Um, it's because everyone that's in there has been carefully screened and we're all the gateway. That's what the gateway is for. The gateway is a, is a screening station. It's a temporary stop on your way to yeah. the private where you will be escorted in by an admin once you've been approved. Um, so there's a great deal of respect among every member. I have never experienced a situation where you have 7,000 total strangers from 44 countries on six continents all together in the same spot who say, I hear you, I see you, I understand you, and I'm going to honor your privacy. 
because I know you're going to honor mine. We've had people come into the group who have been panicked because they recognize somebody else that's in the group and they go, oh my gosh, they're going to know that I'm an MBE. Well, guess what? They're there for a reason too. And they're counting privacy and your respect of their privacy as much as you are counting on theirs. So just understand that we do treat our organization very similarly to AA. Um, Everyone has a great deal of respect for each other's privacy. Um, It is a safe place to vent, to share your your rawest thoughts, emotions. People share such incredible vulnerabilities that they would never share anywhere else. And they're doing it with 7,000 strangers. And I am in awe of how well it it all works. But it's definitely that I would strongly recommend to anybody who's just making this discovery. It's incredibly empowering, as we discussed a little while ago. One of the, and one of the testaments of that is how often I see people say that they've been in the group for a while and they've read other people's stories and they finally have the, the, the strength to share their own story. And that, that shows the power, the evolution of, of, of the empowerment of, of sharing that vulnerability with the group. Um, to where people were able to process through just being there, just reading other people's stories to elevate to another level where they finally uh, could tell their own story. And that's, that's amazing in its own right. And isn't it so cathartic for each person to emotionally vent all these emotions and feelings and thoughts and fears and anxieties and angers and they're all able to put this into this post sharing what their experience has been and don't you know that they go away from that after they see all these comments saying oh i feel so i feel what you're feeling i went through something similar and this is what happened with me and this is what how i worked through it don't you know that they sleep better that night absolutely it's probably one of the mm-hmm. get a good night's sleep after they're able to let all that out it's very cathartic yeah telling our story i'm very big on this i talk about this in a lot of episodes Telling your story neutralizes the shame. It normalizes the situation. Yeah. Yes. And this is, this is a big part of that. Because this isn't our fault. No. We didn't ask for any of this. This is one of those things. I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I brought on a, a lot of my own self-inflicted trauma. But this is one thing that I didn't ask for. I had nothing to do with this. This is something that hit me. And everyone's in the same boat. And the shame has no place here. That's right. We are not the problem. We're the result of it. You know, we, and, and I think that that's one of the heartbreaking things about, about what I said earlier about how families don't always react with grace initially is that once they've had a chance to get past all that fear, they're able to see clearer that, you know what, Brad didn't ask for this. Catherine didn't ask for this. They didn't cause this and look what they're going through. And this isn't fair to them. And now they, sometimes they come back with regret and say, I'm really sorry about the way I treated you. So that's why it's really important that I tell people when they go through these really ugly uh, situations with family to understand that you need to learn to try to take it on the chin and forgive them as soon as they say it, because it's their fear talking. And this is just the middle of your story. It's not the end. Uh, right. Give it time. It can get better. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. What would you like to say to your current members of the, of the fellowship and of the group? To those who have financially supported the fellowship, I want to tell you thank you and to tell you that um, every single penny that you have invested into our organization has gone to help other people. Um, 
we were very frugal with our spending and um, we look for the best deals that we can get whenever we have to make any kind of purchases. Um, we work off a shoestring, but we're making it work and, and it's because of your uh, contributions that we've been able to do the things that we've done so far and I thank you for it. For everyone who is a member of our DNA and B friends group, I want to tell you that every single one of you has played an enormous part in my own personal healing. This group was started for with selfish motivation. I did it to try to find some help for me, just for me. And in doing so, it made me feel good to know that not only am I helping myself, I'm helping a few other people. You know, I, I set a lofty goal. Maybe we can find as many as 12. And here we are at over 7,300, we're at 7,300 now. And it just, it's just amazing to me how every single one of you has you're the reason why I can get a good night's sleep now because you have validated how I feel about my experience. You have made me feel good about myself because I know that what I'm doing now isn't just helping me, but it's helping you too. And I want to make a commitment to you that I'm not going away. I am, I have all these ideas in my head of what we can do to help each other more. And once we can get all these, um, programs and projects up and running, um, you're all going to benefit from it too. And uh, I, I just, I'm in awe of all of you. I'm in awe of, of how much you have been rising from the ashes and turning into beautiful creatures. And I know it hasn't been easy. I've walked those, those, uh, this path with you in those dark tunnels, um, but we are finding our light again. And I'm challenging all of our newest members to understand that you are in this group to do the work towards inner peace, towards your own healing, towards your family's healing. Um, I do not surround myself with victims. We are not victims. We are survivors of a horrible trauma and we're turning something that may have started out as being ugly. We're turning it into something beautiful and you're a part of that and I love you for it. Thanks. That's amazing. I, I, I thank you for that. I, and I want to, I want to, I want to also encourage members. You know, one of the things I say all the time is that the best way uh, to be inspired is to work to inspire others. There's something unbelie unbelievably rewarding about helping other people that fosters an internal growth that you can't you can't comprehend unless you, you experience it. And I know I know you know exactly what because of this organization you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. And, and through some of your, your family situations as well. Yes. Um, to um, I, I like that word you just used, inspire. Um, to be inspired is probably one of the best gifts you can give yourself. And I think yeah. that we constantly be looking for ways to inspire ourselves. And in doing so, it bleeds off into other people. It spills out out to them and yeah. they're affected by it too. It's, it's, it's an amazing, it's, it's like a little piece of magic that's happening in our community and we see it every day and I'm just, I'm in awe. I'm just in awe. Yeah. Yeah. And this I want to encourage all of our members to, to reach out to help other people. That's what ag advocacy is for. That's, it's the same thing in, in things like AA that, that working to help other people in their journey helps us grow um, yeah. tremendously. And, and I want to encourage all people to do that. And we, we have a great community. I mean, everyone, everyone, there are a lot of people seem to do that, but 
there are some people that I think are, are maybe early in their journey or they don't feel like they have anything to offer. And I want to assure you that I don't care who you are. You do have something to offer someone in the group and you'll, you'll, you will benefit tenfold from, from helping someone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. As this group was first growing and I was starting to meet people who had joined the group, I was actually overwhelmed when somebody would come up to me and say, you saved my life. And I go, okay, that's a little overly dramatic. I didn't save your life. I just created a group, but it's in the past three years, I've probably had people come up to me and say to me, you, you don't understand Catherine. I was really close. I was really, really close to wanting to end everything. I didn't want to, I didn't want to wake up in the morning. I didn't want to breathe anymore, but you gave me a reason. You gave me the hope I needed. And it just, it's very intimidating to me and it makes me feel like you guys are putting way too much value on me because I'm I'm just you I'm you I, I'm you three years ago um, I'm not that special but the fact is I look at our group and I see 7200 souls who really truly are special that I would be proud to call any of them my family and I consider us all sort of a family as it is anyway because we have this incredible bond but what you said about being inspired you guys inspire me so much so don't think for a second that i'm the one that's inspiring you it's it goes back and forth and there are little things that maybe you said something that was no big deal to you and you probably don't even remember saying it in a comment to somebody but it stuck in my heart and it mattered to me and it gave me the comfort i needed that day because i was out on a low so don't think for a second that you're engaging back and forth in the group isn't significant to somebody because every single one of them is everyone yeah. is yeah we're certainly all in this together aren't we yes we are yeah yeah okay well i i i, I appreciate you being here more than you know uh, i want to i want to run through the website is www.npefellowship.org um you also uh if, if anyone shops on Amazon, I say that jokingly, like who doesn't yeah. shop on Amazon? Um, you can help support the organization through the Amazon Smile program. Um, you just have to add, what, what exactly do they add for the charity? What are they looking for? So if, instead of going to amazon.com, if, if you log into smile.amazon.com, Amazon has this smile program where you can select a nonprofit 501c3. They have to be qualified as a 501c3 and Amazon screens every, everyone who applies to become a, a qualified charity. We have been approved. We are a qualified charity for Amazon. So if you go through the smile program and you, and you come to a box where it says, you know, list which charity you want. And I think they also list some of the major ones like St. Jude's or whatever as examples. You can fill in, you can type in NPE Friends Fellowship and our charity will pop up and you can select it. That way, all of your qualified purchases that you make through Amazon, a small percentage of those purchases will be donated to the fellowship. And we deeply appreciate anybody who will list us as their charity of choice. Excellent. It's an, it's an easy way, easy way to help and give back for sure. Uh, okay. And the Facebook group is, uh, we want people to go through the, in, the gateway. So it's uh, www.facebook.com slash groups slash NPE gateway, all one word. Once you're in, once you enter into the gateway, then you're vetted to ensure that you do belong in the group as we talked about earlier. And then you will be, uh, as you said, escorted into the main group from there. And if I may also add in, uh, when you are vetted, 
uh, it's, we have people who, who try to join who are not NPEs, but, but they still have a, we still have a place for them because there are people who might uh, apply to join and go, well, I'm not an MPE, but I just found out I have a child I didn't know about and she's 40 years old and I'm just, I didn't know what to make of it. Or we may have somebody come in and say, uh, I just found out that my 33 year old daughter is not my daughter. We have play, we have a, a group specifically for the fathers of NPEs. We have a group specifically for the mothers of MPEs. We provide encouragement to them to focus on healing their families. We have a group called NPE Social that is also for the siblings, the cousins, the coworkers, um, the friends, anybody who's been impacted or affected by an MPE and wants to learn more about it or wants to, uh, wants to get the tools so they can be more supportive of this person that they care about that's an MPE. That's what the MPE Social Group is for. Um, so, if you are impacted by an MPE in any way, shape, or form, go to our gateway and uh, we have a place for you where you can learn more about how you can uh, help the person you care about and also to get the tools that you need if you are traumatized by an MPE discovery in your family. Um, and this includes siblings who just discovered that dad has a child that they didn't know about. Um, it's hard for them to, to accept there's another sibling in their family that they were not aware of. So we have a place for everybody. Awesome. I, that, I'd like to, I have a, a, a DNA uh, MPE resources kit on my website that people can sign up for. I would like to add some of that information into it. I'll, I'll reach out to you or maybe Rebecca and we'll see if we can't get some of that information in there as well. It's for okay. people on the internet who find me first and they can sign up and I send them some information and obviously uh, the, the group and the fellowship are included in that. So I'll, I'll well, definitely get that from you. One more thing I want to emphasize too, we even have specialty groups for people who are donor conceived, whether you are an NPE or not, whether you knew you were, uh, if you grew up always knowing you were donor conceived, but you were looking for a support system for people who are donor conceived, we have an organization, we have a group for that. And that group is for anyone who's donor conceived. It doesn't matter if you're an NPE or not. We also have another group specifically for people who are adopted who are looking for a support group. And again, with the support group of our adoptees, you don't have to be an NPE. If you've always known you were adopted and you want to be a part of this group, you're going to be welcome there as well. Um, we've got a lot of loving, supporting, compassionate uh, people, leaders in these groups that are there to help you with any questions or confusion or, or anything that you need. And then also another thing I'd like to wave a flag at in our organization is that for our NPEs specifically, uh, we have our own team of volunteers that we call our DNA NPE angels. These, the angel team will help you decipher your DNA results and help you figure out who your biological parents are. If you don't know and if you're having a tr trouble understanding it or you're not sure, you know, I, I kind of think I'm a biological father, but I'm not sure they can look over all of your DNA um, matches and they can help you make that determination. And it's amazing how quickly they can find these things out. We have we have discovered who a biological parent is from a second cousin. And I think we just had one recently that was the closest match was a third cousin and we were able to figure it out. Um, these, our team is amazing. They're, they're, they're phenomenal. So I just wanted to also let you know that we have that resource available to our NPEs. Okay. Okay. Great. I, I, I'd like to, to take a moment. I haven't done this much, but I, I would like to encourage any of our listeners who are listening to understand that, whether you're an NPE or you're not an NPE, because I have I have listeners who, who are not NPEs um, because I, I do a wide array of subjects. So 
anyone who's listening is probably affected or knows someone who's affected. Giving these these categories that you just mentioned with the the NPEs, uh, not only the NPEs, but their their immediate family or their new family. Uh, we have donor conceived, we have adoptees. It, you, we'd be hard pressed to find anyone who doesn't know someone who's affected by any of these categories. Absolutely. So I want I, I want to encourage anyone listening with this episode in, in particular, please, please share this. Please put a little blurb with it, share it on Facebook. You never, because you may know someone, but you may not realize you know someone. Someone may see it, someone may be keeping something from you. There's a lot of people who aren't public about their story uh, for one reason or another. Uh, you never know who you're going to reach. And we'd really like to get the, the, uh, the MPE Fellowship information in their hands uh, for the people that need it. So I just wanted to, uh, you know, usually I call it a shameless plug, but I, I, I have no shame in this one, uh, this you know, asking all, people to share this they one. Doing all this for free. We are eager and enthusiastic about welcoming in people who are hurting and helping them get the healing that they need. And we do it all for free. Yeah. Our MPE angels are supported through the fellowship. We provide them with the uh, research tools that they need. And it, it costs money to get these research tools, but that's one of the things the fellowship does as well. So uh, we encourage anybody, if you're hurting in any way, any degree of pain that you're going through, emotional pain, we're here for you. You're not alone. Absolutely. And we just want to encourage people to help us help us spread the word. And, 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 and an end note with, with helping spread the word, there's, we, we've already discussed there's 7,200 people in the group. What, what percentage of you would you say are, are male in the group? That's an interesting question. I'm glad you're asking that. We have approximately 12 to 13% that are men and 87 to 88% that are women. And I think that the reason for that dynamic is starting out with the DNA testing, I think that most genealogists are female. And so they're the ones that are the first ones to wanna do the DNA testing. And then from there it's mushroomed and spilled out to the rest of the family. But I think initially that's one of the reasons why. And I also think that uh, women are conditioned from birth that it's okay to express your feelings and it's okay to, to, to um, let your your pain be shown to to but men unfortunately are taught big boys don't cry and uh if you're tough you don't cry and if you cry then that's a sign of weakness and if you if you say i, I feel pain i'm hurting then that's a sign of weakness and it's really unfortunate because we also see an increase in heart disease among men because they are holding in all of these feelings and these emotions when uh, it, it does affect your health. So I think that that's one of the reasons that our dynamic is so skewed with so few men in our group. And, and so, you know, it's not 50-50 and it should be. We have um, some specialized support uh, specifically for men because in my opinion, being an NPE is, is, a, is a really, really big challenge for anyone. But I think it's even harder for men because you have been taught from birth that this, the family name is your birthright that you're gonna always have and you'll pass it down from one generation to the next. It's been a part of you for thousands of years. And to have that ripped away from you just makes the whole MPE experience even harder for men. So I think that they especially need the support that we offer. Yeah, yeah, and that's, uh, that's the reason I was bringing that up. If, if, if we're at 13 and 87%, obviously lot, the logic of statistics tells you it should be about 50-50. And Mm -hmm. I, I think another thing that goes along with what you mentioned is I think women are more apt to uh, to probably look on the internet, to search on the internet, to seek help and that kind of, which is, you know, basically what mm -hmm. you're saying. 
And um, I, I, w- I want to point this out to listeners that there are there are a lot of men out there who haven't found the group, who 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 need the group, and they don't even know it. Uh, and again, sharing this information, and, and you never know what you're going to say that's going to trigger something to for those people to to go out and, and seek the group and and to find some support. And it's it's incredibly necessary because it we can do it on our own. And and I wasn't sure when my wife recommended the group that I I wanted to be in, and 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 I just I found great healing and solitude has changed my life. So um, with that said, I I want to thank you for all you do. Uh, it's been it's been tremendous help and and you know whether you've done it intentionally or accidentally it doesn't matter uh, I'm one of those people that that you've had an amazing impact on and uh, I do everything I can to pay that forward but I just wanted you to know that I'm grateful well thank you Bradley I'm grateful for you too because you definitely played a part in my healing too thank you thank you that means a lot to me all right let's not get too emotional uh, <laughs> so again all right let's uh, NP fellowship doc org. Uh, look for NPE uh, Gateway on Facebook and Facebook groups and uh, reach out to me if you have any questions. Again, Catherine, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, oh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to NPE Awareness Month. I'm, I'm, I want to make a big deal about this. I, I really do. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the next time we can sit down and chat like this and share more insight to your listeners. That'd be, that would be great. Okay. We, we will do that. I'll be in touch soon. And I'm looking forward to seeing you again. I, I, I hate it. I didn't get to see you in March, but um, we'll, and, and there's no cruise. We, yeah. uh, so we'll, we'll figure we'll it out. We'll have a great we'll get together again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Thanks again, Catherine and uh, take care and I'll talk to you soon. You. All right. Bye-bye.